0: You may have heard of it. The Moth is a series of workshops that happens continually throughout the US. And they're day-long workshops that help just regular people tell the story of their lives, their lives as a whole, or of particular incidents in their lives. The Moth. Radio Hour is a podcast that compiles stories from these workshops across the country into an hour-long episode every week. And storytelling, not in the sense of writing fiction or of making something up, but in the sense of recounting in an honest way how God has worked in particular moments in our lives, and across our lives as a whole, is an essential part of being a Christian, of giving testimony on behalf of Christ. The following story, told by Sonny Garg, comes from his own experience and was told recently on a Moth podcast. So, Sonny's father was born extremely poor in India and emigrated to the U.S. when he was growing up, and always dreamed, although he did not achieve this dream, of going to Harvard. So he decided that his children would go to Harvard. Sonny Garg says in the podcast, like any good parent... My dad took his greatest dream and made it his children's worst nightmare. (laughs) So, when his first sister got to the end of high school, she came home and she said, Dad, I'm second in my class. And he said, who's first? She got into and went to Oberlin, a fancy college in Ohio. His second sister got to be a senior in high school and she came home and said, Dad, I'm the editor of the yearbook and the captain of the cheerleading team and I'm the valedictorian. And he said, sounds like standards have gone down. Yikes. So then when Sonny, the narrator recounting this story, got to be in high school, his dad thrust all of his hopes into him and sent him to a fancy prep school, hoping that this would get his son into Harvard. And in his senior year, Sonny was pretty mischievous and got in a lot of trouble. And after writing him a recommendation letter and sending it to all of his colleges, one of his teachers came to him and said, just so you know, I found it very hard to recommend you. Why would you do that after you wrote the recommendation letter? Just tell me that's what you were going to write. So as the college acceptance letters came back in, not accepted to Harvard, but then one after one after one, not accepted to any colleges. Must have been some letter. (laughs) And he doesn't describe exactly how, But fast forward 10 years and the man narrating this story is graduating with a master's in public policy from Harvard. His dad, who has been maybe a little restrained in his love, beams at him and is so grateful to see his son accomplishing this. He leads his class in the procession at the commencement and that evening. After everything has calmed down, he has dinner with his family, and his dad comes and stands in front of him, and he's ready for this touching moment with his father. He's finally accomplished everything his father wanted for him. His father puts his hands behind his back and looks at his son and says, now you must write a book. And we can be like that, can't we? Both with others, and with ourselves, when it comes to what Jesus describes in the Gospel today. When he says, let your good works shine before others. We can, at one extreme, when it comes to Christian works and virtuous action, turn it easily into a rat race, to this situation where we decide this is what we're going to accomplish and if you get there, then you raise the bar for yourself higher and then you do it again so that it becomes this unattainable standard. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help other people. It doesn't help God. But on the other hand, there's a different extreme where we become complacent or satisfied with ourselves and pretend that there's never anything that needs to change or grow or develop. My friend Roger and I, when we were in high school, usually at toward the beginning of a month, like maybe this week, we would do something nice for somebody. We'd hold the door for somebody after lunch, and then we'd say, that was our good deed for the month. We're all set. We can check out for the rest of the month, do whatever we want doesn't work that way either. Neither of those things, the rat race or the complacency, neither of those is what Jesus is talking about. Instead, what he says is, let your good works shine before others so that they may glorify your heavenly Father. Almost as if, not quite about the works themselves, but that through seeing the good that it's possible through God's grace to do, people aren't drawn to us, the people doing the good works, but they're drawn to a deeper goodness, to the goodness of the Father, who's able to accomplish them through us. This is the same thing that St. Paul is talking about when he says, when I was among you, I resolved to know nothing, nothing, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Any good we are able to do is enabled by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for us on the cross who gave us everything in his life. Any good we're able to do with his help is part of our being more and more deeply transformed into the image of him who gave himself for us in total self-giving love. Windows, they're everywhere, they let so much light through, but they do so little work. These windows, they just sit here all day, they're not doing anything, but they show up, and because they show up and they're open, light is communicated, light is able to pass through them. So I just want to uh, read and pray this prayer. The words came originally from Saint John Henry Newman, who was canonized, who became a saint officially earlier this year. And his words were later adapted by Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa's sisters all across the world, about 5,000 of them, pray this prayer together every day. Dear Jesus, Help me to spread your fragrance wherever I go. Flood my soul with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess my whole being so utterly that my life may be only a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact with may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me, but only Jesus. Stay with me, and then I shall begin to shine as you shine, so to shine as to be a light to others. The light, O Jesus, will be all from you. None of it will be mine. It will be you shining on others through me. Let me thus praise you the way you love best, by shining on those around me. Let me preach you without preaching, not by words, but by example, by the catching force of the sympathetic influence of what I do, the evident fullness of love my heart bears for you. That's beautiful and very simple in a way, but it doesn't happen easily. And so we come to the Lord who gave everything for us in the Eucharist, asking for his light and his help.